towards the end of the year. And as you know, that means that we come out, all the news organizations, all the government organizations come out with our top 10, top 5 list roundups of the year. And uh, the Jeju South Governing Province is no different. And they've come <laughs> up with their best seven tourist attractions of 2023. Now, before we get a look at that, I thought it might be fun to talk about what was your number one destination or place or thing, event that you did this year, Alexis? Okay, okay. Well, so I did a little stay vacation, staycation, stay vacation. I'm just making words up, but at this point, we haven't redone this in so long. Yeah. Um, staycation, and I went to Songsong Ilchabong, so Sunrise Peak, and stayed out there for a little while, and thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy that area. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, Songsong Ilchabong is quite beautiful. It's a le- 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 uh, less developed than most you know the, the, the interesting thing is it's growing so quickly you know yeah. and i will just say this you know so sunrise peak is you know like here but mm. i sort of take from like song sun and all the way up i feel mm. like it's just all kind of one area i know right. it's not technically it's hado and Sewol mm-hmm. and all those but because it's such an easy drive and it's all along the coast there um, mm. i just sort of look at that all as one area especially because us in the cities the two you down south me over here once you get out there, it's so, you know, it's so far to get there. But once mm-hmm. you're there, everything's easy. What did you do? Did you just chill? Just I ate camp? so much food. <laughs> I ate so much food. There are so many, I would say right now, as far as choices of restaurants, all very unique and all very interesting things out there to eat. And oh, then as far cool. as doing, it's just beautiful. You can't beat the coastal road down there. Enjoy it while you can now, right? Because that's where all the development's going to exactly. be for the airport. Because so. you were, yeah, exactly. And you were saying like, but already you can see more and more hotels mm. and stuff, and more traffic. But um, still, it's just lovely. Oh, with the and New Year's more, coming up, you planning to go? You know, I've been debating that because I like that area so much. I went out there last New, Year, New Year's or the year mm. before, and just hit a couple bars, and it was very mm. fun, very low key. So I'm mm. debating it again this year. So for our listeners who don't know, Sunsun Ichilbong is the first place in Korea that gets a sunrise on the new year. <laughs> so thousands of people go to Sunsun Ichilbong to climb up the uh, the the tuft cone, I think yeah. is technically what it's called, and to be there when the sun rises very early um, on the first morning of New Year's. I went once and it... it it's, it's a packed. lot. It's all it's packed. Yeah, that's what I think. But honestly, nowadays, because so many people come, mm. pretty much any autumn that looks towards the sunrise now are the popular places to go. So it's not even just Sunrise Peak anymore. It's it's beaches that see the sun first. It's it's right. really everything. Oh, that's but really cool. Especially in that area. I like I like that attitude. Like just because of one area and one aspect, one area has now become maybe overpopulated there's yeah. other avenues to still enjoy yeah uh you well, just have, they do to have a fun party them. at night that leads into the dawn so that's kind of sure. nice bonfire yeah. so but what about you what was your what was your you know, top this, this is less exciting and and less uh <laughs> than eating all the food that i ate <laughs> sure sure it has to be the fine that the found that i the fact that i found that Branksome hall asia hockey rink is open i love that that's the of best course. that's the most memorable <laughs> moment of the year for me is the fact that You're i'm not so playing canadian hockey. Yes, yeah. but, but it's I'm true. You're true. They also it's have public been... skating, right, on the weekends. And I take my daughter, and there's a bunch of other people that take nice. kids. And... I've been wondering if there was public skating. Yeah. So is it on right now? 
Yeah, every it's all okay. it's on all year. The ice is always there, so you can go in yeah. the summer yeah. and rent a pair of skates and go because they have skates there to rent. Yeah, and and you know go take a take a twirl. There's a lot of differences between Korean you know public skating and Canadian public skating that I'm used to. Same thing with yeah. the hockey here. Yeah, but it, that's probably the best thing. Easily, okay. hands down, the best thing I did all year was get back on the ice. I like uh, it. So what, neither, what? What did the Jeju government say? Where, was that, besides those, ours? Yeah. So the number one top destination was the Jeju Folklore and Natural History Museum in Songsan. Have you been? Oh wait. Okay. Um, I feel like I've done everything, sure. but you know, I can't. So that was number one. That was number one. Yeah. Very cool. That's going on my list to do again. Yeah. And to be clear, that this uh list was compiled not by like visitors but by like quality like it was like experts they went to them and uh oh, there was like input to... from people and that's how they decided it It wasn't uh open to the public sort of thing. okay yeah. oh, interesting okay okay i've been many years ago it was they've shot movies there television shows things like yeah, that Yeah, i feel like i've also been many years ago but what i think probably there's probably been some changes as the years have passed you know so it's probably mm-hmm. worth it for both of us to go again yeah, good point. Yeah, we should. Okay. We we can make a day out of it. And number two is the Jeju Museum of Art, which I, I know you're a fan of. I'm a huge fan. I, it's a spectacular place. They have really cool exhibits that come through. The outside is beautiful. The inside is beautiful. Yeah, big, big fan. I don't think I've been recently. Like, yeah. I I think there's reason to go. I wish I could stay in touch. I wish I did. Let me rephrase that. I wish I did a better job keeping track of what they're exhibiting because mm. I could go there. The the price is extremely reasonable, especially for JG residents. So if I would just stay in touch a little bit more about what they're exhibiting, I would right. I would be a regular fan. It is phenomenal. Uh, number three is the Soggy Pool Healing Forest. Of course, the walking through barefoot is all the rage right now. Yes. Well, what is that? Grounding, right? Grounding. I think it's not an article I about that. I have never that. heard that word before until this year. Now everybody's talking about it. It's hocus pocus, you know? Like, <laughs> but like, a lot of people love it. It's a lot of people hey, love it. You so know, to if be it honest works with for you, you. Exactly. It's, yeah. well, the life is hard enough, huh? If yeah, you right. A little right. bit of joy right. from, from touching grass, go exactly. ahead. Exactly. Go ahead and enjoy that. <laughs> number. <laughs> Number four is the Jeju 4-3 Peace Park, which is, oh, I'm you know. Oh, that's number four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a, if you get a chance, everyone should go. Absolutely. Come to the island, visit. It's Absolutely. a great. Absolutely. It's a very informative, but also like the park itself is really nice. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a beautiful space. piece of land, but yeah. it is very informative. So yeah. it's, it's worth it. The Stone Culture Park comes yep. in at number five. Have you yep. been there? I've been there numerous times. It's such a big park. Mm. Um, and there's so many different aspects of it. Like you could go this way and it's one thing. You could go this way and see the huts. You can go mm. this way and look at the stones of Korea. So it's a lot. I like it a lot. And it's, it's out in a really cool area. It's an interesting idea. Like the fact that somebody said, like, let's have a mu- like a like an outdoor museum sort of dedicated to Jeju stones, right? right? And, it, and it's just, and if, if anything I'll say about it, it's a beautiful walk. Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've been there a couple of times. And yeah. Not recently, but yeah. yeah. And um, the Citrus Museum and Jeju. Oh, what? Muk, yeah, the Jeju Citrus Museum. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. And the Jeju Mukwanga, Mukwanga, which is the Jeju's administrative capital during the Joseon period. Those came in six what? and seven. Never even heard of them. Respectively. Okay. Yeah, no. 
I, I've well, heard of the Jeju Citrus Museum because there's a lot of that. We'll put that on a list to our listeners. We'll, maybe we'll make a list of that and actually put it out on a post and people well, can just check it off as they go through. Yeah. That's good thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now um, we actually have a very exciting news. We have a treat for all of you. We all have a we have a new segment on our show and we're very Woo-hoo! honored to have Jung Young Trey to come back and to join our Me, You and Jeju team. For walking Jeju. So without yes. further ado, let's get to our new segment. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for an inaugural segment of Walking Jeju with Jeju Olay's own JY. Thank you so much for being with us. We are so honored to have you now a part of our Me, You, and Jeju team. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad uh, to be on, on the team and talk about my favorite thing, walking around Jeju. Yeah, Yay, so the purpose so of this segment, yeah, mm-hmm. for people to know, is that it's going to be about all about Jeju Olay, which is like the iconic Jeju tourist attraction symbol, activity, mm-hmm. all that. So, um, on our first segment, we would like you, JY, to school us, educate us mm-hmm. all about the wonders, the history of Jeju Olay. Absolutely. And I am always just thrilled to introduce the concept of Jejole because it really started by one woman who, uh, who had a life-changing experience on the trail uh, in Spain, walking the Camino de Santiago or the Way of St. James. And she was inspired uh, 16 years ago to create a trail back in her hometown. So 16 years ago, uh, picture a woman just coming out of this really stressful job of becoming a political journalist and editor-in-chief. And she decides to drop everything and go to Spain to walk the pilgrimage of Camino de Santiago. So that was back in 2006. And uh, she completes the 800-kilometer walk and uh, meets many people. And she she is renewed. but at the same time, she's like, okay, this trail is missing something. And then then she's uh, reminded of her beautiful hometown and the coastal walks. So mm. there she was inspired to come back home to Jeju and create the trail uh, that is Ole to this day. But back in the days, Jeju was a place people came for honeymoon, uh, maybe four days max, three days max. And people would just go from spot to spot and travel by car only, of course, because the bus system wasn't well established here. And so Mm. Jeju was just somewhere you fly and enjoy and leave. But then she said, I'm going to create a trail um, that resembles Camino de Santiago, where people can just walk from point one to point another point and enjoy the whole island on foot. And not a lot of people really saw her vision and thought, that's crazy. Why would people want to walk Jeju? Uh, but then starting with uh, trail number one near the east side of Songsan Sunrise Peak, uh, she built one trail, uh, all just manpower only, no, uh, no heavy machinery, no concrete, no plastic. And mm-hmm. that uh, just one by one, she connected all the trails um, all around the island, uh, and it's the coastal OLED that is known today. 27 courses, uh, 437 kilometers, including Amazing. the three uh, islands around the island. And mm-hmm. her name is Song Myung Suk. So, started with one lady. Woman. Yeah, yeah, it started with that one lady, and now uh, the Jeju OLED Foundation is um, run with 26 full time staff and all the uh, also partner companies as well. 
and volunteers we, yeah not yeah, just right yeah so essential uh hundreds right. of volunteers who's been Hun yeah. helping out from the very get-go yeah A massive organization them. yeah mm -hmm. how yeah. would you describe sumyun sook sumyun sook uh she is vibrant <laughs> yeah vibrant and and I think uh, really creating the trail and just walking and meeting all these people who uh, who found the trail changed her as well. So mm -hmm. I don't know uh, Samyang Suk as a journalist because she was a very heavy smoker, a workaholic. She has a book out about being a lifelong smoker. And, mm -hmm. and you know, and there's nothing wrong with it, but she was in a very stress stressful situation uh, for most of her adult life. And then to come out of it and just really find herself and be herself, dress as herself. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. she just brings joy everywhere she goes. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So she is from Jeju. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yes, actually, uh, she is from Seogipo. Mm -hmm. And in fact, her mother uh, had a little store within the, the Ole market um, in, ah. in Seogipo. And so mm -hmm. before it was Ole Market, it was just a marketplace down in Sogipo, and she just had a little supermarket. And, you know, uh, Samyung Suk, as a teenager, she was like, I can't wait to get out of Jeju. You know, it's, <laughs> this small island is holding me down. I can't wait to go out of Jeju and see the big world. And that's what she did. She went to Korea yep. University. Uh, she got involved in, in you know, students um, against the militant government, was jailed a couple of times. Um, and became a political journalist and, mm -hmm. you know, was in the, in the game um, and really in the scene, uh, breaking news. And she had this hunger for, you know, just being the first to bring the breaking news, basically, and really heavy yeah. competition. Yeah. Yeah. So Interesting. It, is mm -hmm. it hard to run into Sumyong Suk if you happen to be traveling? Walking through. What are, that, what is the chances? Yes, you can find so her funny. at Cafe Maybe. Yeah, Cafe Maybe is one of her uh, favorite places down near Ichunsup. Yeah, Ichunsup yep. Street. Uh, definitely, mm -hmm. I think I've accidentally run into her a handful of times uh, in the past year. Mm -hmm. um, but some people uh, who works full time at the organization they never see her. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. some people who are constantly on the trail will run into her randomly. Really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And before before we end our inaugural segment, mm -hmm. I would like to maybe you could explain to everybody what Ole actually is. Absolutely, what is Ole? that is very important. Yes. So Ole is a Jeju word uh, coming from the Jeju language. So Ole is little path that leads from your house to the main road. So when you think about how traditional houses are built, because Jeju uh -huh. is so windy, you can't just build a house uh, against the main road. You have to create uh -huh. a little path, kind of a little maze and then build a house um, hidden inside from the main path so that your house won't be, uh, you know, getting all the wind. And mm -hmm. so keep it protected, Ole, yeah. Yeah, keep it protected. So Ole is where a Jeju person meets the world for the first time. Like that's where you um, put your first step to go out to the world. And oh, so Ole wow. trails are meant to be small, you know, uh, maybe mm -hmm. two, three persons can uh, walk it because it's quite narrow. And also it'll go through the villages. So it has the meaning of uh, a trail that'll that you will step on to meet the world, but also tiny little path that really goes <laughs> in front of the house. Wow, that's a much more romantic, and I just call it a small like farmer's road, but that's much more of a romantic <laughs> yeah, explanation yeah, yeah. than I had. Oh yeah, that's just the perspective. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And so, mm -hmm. where can everybody find you? Where can people learn about your Ole travels? Oh, uh, for 
my only travels through me you and jeju podcast of course because um i really uh i i really haven't really documented my travels and mm -hmm. i haven't through hiked it um again because i through hiked it back in 2010 2010 mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i haven't re uh revisited all the trails and you know the trails are constantly changing today we announced another tiny route change in one of the routes because um you know, sometimes the private landowners, they change their mind and they're like, okay, no more Ole in, in my land anymore. So there's always shift and changes and that's the nature of trail. And yep, so yep. it's always changing. Uh, but really, listen to me, you and Jeju and walking Jeju with JY segment. But also, you can come on and visit my uh, Instagram handle, Jeju underbar Jade, uh, or go to uh, Jeju Ole Trails Instagram at Jeju Ole Trail. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. You. Thank you for being a part of our team. We're Thank very excited, excited about where this is going to take us. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And listeners, mm -hmm. you heard it here first. If you want to learn about uh, JY's travels on the Olay Trail, come come back to us soon. Okay. <laughs> you know, as we have said before, Jeju has more crime per capita than anywhere else in Korea. And I, I don't think people realize that, you know, because they always get the... The, the propaganda, the positive propaganda about Jeju being, uh, you know, no thief, no w whatever the three absences are. One of them is there's no thieves. <laughs> but um, lo and behold, that, that that's not the case. There actually is quite a bit of crime. And interesting crime, to say the least. I, I think that's a very... Good way to phrase that. I think especially for any foreigners, I think we, when we move here, mm -hmm. uh, there's just a sense of safety and, and the crime, like you said, it just seems so low to us that it just has this air of, and we're not watching, we're not coming home and watching Korean news every day. So no. for us foreigners, no. it just has this air of like, yeah, nothing ever happens here, but you're right. You know, the, that whole um, yeah. stealing, what was the, the rice stealing? The sugar, the, sugar. The the four trucks of Jesus. Four trucks of salt. Salt. Oh my gosh! I went from flour to I don't even know what I was saying. Yeah, but I mean that's yeah mm. interesting crime. And I think we what, yeah didn't so, we have a new little rash of interesting crime? Yeah, yeah. Well, th I mean this one's uh, uh, like fresh from Monday because I'm getting all the police reports and I'm compiling them and finding what I think might be interesting <laughs> to our readers. So this is from Monday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is from Monday, December 11th. For those who, when you're listening to this, police arrested two juveniles on charges of habitual theft of stealing vehicles and driving them around Jeju. <laughs> but and, uh, not just two, that's, right? That's only I a thought there was more. Uh, no, no. Two people, but they did committed the climb at least 20 times between October 25th <laughs> and December 9th. They oh. stole four vehicles, at least four vehicles, and nine motorcycles and drove them around Jeju without licenses. It's Why should Korea be any different? Joyriding is all the rage in every countryside uh, place you've ever lived in. You know, like if you live in yeah. the country of I the States, people joyride. And Jeju is the country of Korea. <laughs> so... Yeah, I suppose. I, Joyriding is the I thing. I always thought that Korea would, Jeju would be a really dumb place to steal a car on, right? Well, you can't of... go anywhere. <laughs> I suppose. Exactly. I read, I read that article. One of the interesting things was uh, that when they were trying to escape, that they got stuck in one of the infamous Jeju alleyways <laughs> and were, yeah. I shouldn't laugh, I should not laugh, but it was no, so funny no. to just read it that yeah. they were going backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and, yeah. and trying to get out of the uh, alleyway. So that you want to feel bad? Yes. No, I don't want to feel bad. 
Am I going to feel bad? <laughs> Two police officers were injured in the but, in but the, the, the slightly the injured. They just mild, said they were they were say they say bruised. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't feel too bad about giggling a little bit. Yeah, bruised. Yeah. Yes. Jeez. Yeah, no, and, and one was arrested, and I don't understand what happened yet. The police report says one yeah. was arrested then on the ninth, and the second one was arrested on the tenth. So it feels like when, when I read that, so, I guess it felt like someone ran and got away, and the other one wasn't able to get away, and then gave the other one up. Yeah, I mean that's just speculation, yeah, it, but it was caught on video. But I yes. can't. I couldn't find uh, the the link. Yeah, the CCTV camera yeah. anywhere. Now this one is actually. More interesting, or, or more maybe not interesting is the right. Well, more um, says more about the island. Okay, and, okay. Um, well, last time we talked about crime, we talked about the drug problems on Jeju, the drug yeah. problems, right? Yeah. And how yeah. um, the the drug crimes have increased from 113 people being arrested last year, which is an increase of 22 percent from 93 people in 2020. But um, <clears throat> at the end of last month. Three people were arrested. Two of them were arrested. Two of the three people that were arrested were manufacturing meth on top of their roof. <laughs> right? Like, uh, that's a... That, that, well, so I'll just say this. this. Meth has been in this country. People constantly get shocked by that because JG, uh, Korea in general has like such a no tolerance. It's such a high jail yeah. rate and high um, fine. Mm-hmm. But meth has been all in Korea for a extremely long time, sure. so it's not surprising to me that it's come down here and they seem feel like they can get away with it more. Yeah, it was um two two adults in their fifties who were manufacturing <laughs> oh. on the on the roof, and they did it. Uh, they were they they produced twenty grams of methamphetamine between Rick mixing pharmaceutical chemical pharmaceuticals that they got like at the local pharmacy sure, with of chemicals. And they did this at least 10 times, right? Producing mm. whatever, some from themselves mm. and some for the other people. And they got caught because mm. somebody who they gave it to was either apprehended by the police or went to the police with the information and, you know, got back to them. And it's just, Jeju is cracking down on yeah. drugs. And that's yeah. the reason why I wanted to more highlight this story is the fact that yeah. maybe there is more to this like we we kind of chuckle at the fact that there was 115 drug crimes but this is just two people one person said mm-hmm. they learned it via the internet how to make math of course yeah i mean how else do you learn anything yeah, anymore, else, yeah. right yeah 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 but we're close to china which is where you get the precursor chemicals from to make yeah. this sort of stuff and so um that's it's interesting it's just something to i'm going to keep an eye on it to see how often this comes up? Comes, how often, yeah. like how yeah. many times people get arrested for producing meth? If they do, mm. you know, mm. it'll be interesting to see if that happens because the police are actually offering rewards to turn people in. If you know anybody who are doing drugs, doing or stuff, have drugs, sketchy, yeah. sketchy. When yeah. you have when you have people trying to get society to turn on other, it's never. It's always a little bit sketchy. Especially something with drugs, which is like, yeah. You, you, I mean, we both have similar opinions. I think about it, which is mm-hmm. it, it's it's uh, sometimes people use it for me- like to medicate and to like you know. Mm-hmm. Korea has a very well, high course, alcohol. I think what problem. we've talked about weed so. versus I mean meth is just, that now you're just getting you're treading <laughs> dangerous territory. Yeah, 
Um, sure. But it's also <laughs> interesting that weed was the only thing for mm. such, especially when we moved here, was the only thing mm. the government was focused on. And then meanwhile, the date right drugs got really out of hand. What was that pre, oh. that was pre-COVID? Yeah. That was real sketch where you could just get mm. date rape drugs online and get them delivered. Um, and meanwhile, so they're so focused on weed and marijuana mm. um, that all the other things that just seemed like were just mm, uh. passing by, you know? And the third one is something that I think that uh, people should- Third should crime? Take, third crime that people should take, be just like know, know about is, has to do with gambling. Oh. Gambling on Illegal Jeju. gamble rings? No, legal gamble, huh. legal huh. gambling. But you know, so like all these casinos, who can go to them? Sure. Oh, not Koreans, not Koreans, Koreans only, only people with foreigner passports. Exactly. Right. And because since COVID, there's been an increase in gambling, like gambling has like gone up every year. I see it all every month. I see all the numbers about how much money these casinos make. Oh, really? But, and they're making the money from non-Koreans, but there's also an increase in non-Koreans who are extorting money and off like starting to do like, you know, like interest, shark, loan sharks. On oh. the island. And oh. there's, yeah, and oh. there's a steadily, you see it, there's a steadily, I don't have the full numbers on me right now, but of like every once in a while, there are like three people arrested for this and that. And so at the end, at the in late November, five non-Koreans, they mentioned their nationality, but I think we can assume what it is, but I don't want to no, no, no. play into that, were arrested for trying to extort interest from other non-Koreans they had lent money to at more than like... 10% is I think of what, oh. what the police report said. And oh. there was like fighting in front of the, the, the casino. Yeah. And it's, it's a really, it's becoming a, may become a Bit, bigger problem. Bitter, and bigger it's something issue, that, yeah. be, and the other reason why I mentioned it is not just because of this crime, but the other crime that's associated with that sort of, you know, extortion, which is right. mafia. Right. So, you know, and, It'd be, I'm I'm curious to know if there's more to this than just what just what this the one story, yeah. or if it's just extortion for yeah. you know lending. Well, that's definitely interesting. Yeah, um, but you know that that's it for our crime corner, our crime beat. Our, <laughs> we, let's today. not make the, let's not make that a regular thing. But no, all right, <laughs> no, um, and that's all, folks. Yeah. <laughs> On December fourth. South Korea launched a rocket into space off the southern coast of Jeju, thrusting our Isle of Jeju not only into the space industry, but into the space race with North Korea. Now, before we get into the more details about the specifics of this launch, I want to ask you, Alexis, how do you feel about this? I think it's exciting. I felt like I was like, how do I answer this? I think it's exciting, but I grew up in the era of also like the, you know, the the space race was so much a part of our lives like school would stop and we'd turn on the TVs and we'd watch things live and mm. um so it for me it just seems so exciting and right. i would love i would love i have never even being from the states i've never witnessed uh live a launching i would love love to have a chance to see something like that live so my next question is did you see the launch? I did not see the launch, but next time it happens, there's no way I'm not canceling everything and, and calling out for work. I will be at the next one. I will. So, or somewhere to watch it. Yeah. 
the 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 you the saw rocket. it out your window, hey? That's exactly what I was getting at because yeah. um I had it was my first day back to work from vacation. I had gone away, came back on Friday, jet lagged, um, jet lagged, and on my list of things to do was to call all the uh, the the space industry you know places about the upcoming launches because I knew they were coming. And that afternoon, yeah. I was about to call it, and then I heard like <laughs> this thunder, yeah, yeah, and my oh, window so shook. So cool. It was, and you could feel it in your chest, uh-huh. right? Like it was an ex- like something I'd never felt before. And you just saw this thing streaking through the sky and it, it was incredible. It was truly incredible. And Very I was cool. so angry because my job is to be there yeah. at the launch site. Yeah, 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 happens. And it so, just didn't, uh, yeah. But you got a good video out your, what was it, your bathroom window or something? No, my, my bedroom window. Your bedroom window, here. you got the video, yeah. My dog was going crazy, but oh, like the, sh- it feels like it's coming from inside of your chest, the oh, rumbling. Oh, I'm so excited. Days. I can't, well, very cool. Right. Very yeah. cool. See, that's the way I feel about it too. I'm very interested in it. Yeah. But this is a, this was a South Korean def- Ministry of Defense launch, right? right? It's a, Which is a difference, Yeah. Well, uh, it's it's yeah. a test flight. It right. was the third test For... flight of a solid fuel space rocket with intentions to put a spy satellite into low Earth orbit. Right. Right. And so and that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we talked a it's... little bit before about how there's a space industry on Jeju and it's developing, and there's going to be future uh, launches in the future. Uh, soon, future launches I... in the future. Yeah. 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 yeah great. Yeah. I love it. I love future yeah. launches in the future. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, I, it's going to be different kind of launches. They're going to be commercial. Just, yeah, right. Right. This one did put a, a satellite into space. Right. Uh, commercial satellites, but they're going to be building like Perigee. Uh I called them because they were supposed to have a, a flight uh, in the before the end of this year, but they told me now that it's moved into the first quarter, first half of next year. Yeah. So, but they're going to be a domestic uh, commercial. SpaceX akin type company. So they want to put satellites for other companies into space for, uh, you know, dirt bottom dollar, you know, $3 million a, a thing was their thing. But, dirt bottom dollar. <laughs> oh God. I, okay. I had well, we won't every... be on those flights. But no, okay. I, no, no. I, I think those rockets are actually quite tiny. Like you could yeah. hold them in your hand like this, right? Like oh, one, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, but the ones that the one that we'll, we uh, saw at our window, as right. I point gesture to an yeah. audio <laughs> format, um, was a massive. Yeah, rocket. no, that was a big one. Yeah. And yeah. Now I've I sent out a request uh, on our social media platforms for input for comments for what people think about this, and we heard back from uh, a self-proclaimed space enthusiast and Jeju Island uh, resident, Mary Beth Ganey, and she had this to say. So in regards to the new launching site in Jeju, I'm 100% in support of this. I didn't hear anything about a launch pad being built or even Mm. a launch scheduled, so it really took me by surprise. But hopefully in the future, information will be easier to come by. I would love to see a launch in person. I'm sure there are (laughs) plenty of other people who would as well that's exactly what you were saying right exactly i think that was the overwhelming um reaction i think from most foreigners was like what what happened and when and how do we get more information like so that was that was pretty much a standard 
Uh, all, all we got, uh, all that I noticed of it as was a, the, as the, a, and let's explain because you are a press, so yeah. all the press got. Oh no, 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 no! We all got it. Everybody on our phones got. Oh, a I thought you were talking emergency. about the other updates. No, yes. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't My get bad. anything like that. Yeah, we just uh, got the uh, text announcements. Text announcements that said within the next two hours there'll be a rocket launch, and it's in Korean. Yeah. And most people just ignore those things yeah. because we get them for a little bit of rain, right? So the, I the know text people that were are just like, okay, never mind. I know people that were like in the in the elevator when it happened, and uh, <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I know somebody was in the El- elevator when that happened, uh-huh. and they thought like there was like a like a, like a like an attack. Like, no, like see, a that's not. Jeez, can you imagine? Yeah, what? I will say. I think that I don't. I do. You, do you? I I did speculate as to why it wasn't more news. Like if they didn't mm. want interference, or I did speculate. Um, because to me, I thought that was a big, um, oh my gosh, I'm a little bit tired now. So of course, mm-hmm. all my English, it was a, um, they dropped the ball on letting people know. I don't so think to they me, wanted it feels people purposeful, to know. Yeah. Right? I don't think they cared if people knew or not. Right. Yeah. But see, but that doesn't that seem strange? Cause well, oof, this yeah. should be like, we sh- this should be an exciting mm-hmm. thing, well, you know? But Mary Beth has more to say. Oh, let's listen. But as someone who follows rocket development and the space industry as just a special interest of mine, I see this as a great opportunity for Jeju and for Korea. So obviously, there could be tourists in Jeju that would love to see a launch in person. If we Mm. look at NASA in Houston, Texas, or Cape Canaveral, Florida, and now Boca Chica, Texas with SpaceX, they have thousands of people that come out to watch their test flights and routine launches because it's an amazing thing to witness. Those people need a place to stay. They need a place Mm -hmm. to eat. So, of course, in those areas, it generates business for the local restaurants and hotels. It generates revenue. So, of course, on a surface level, that's definitely a positive. On a deeper level, I do feel that it's almost past time for Korea to be a stronger player in the space industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, before we get to to that point by her, she's right. Um... When I spoke to the uh, the government about the space launch, their interest is purely tourism. Because right, right. I, so, which is going to be, it'd be interesting to see what they're going to do with that. Obviously, this they didn't promote this, but with the other launches, um, it could actually be Jeju. It is Jeju trying to diversify its, you yeah, know? its tourism. Well, she she I, that was first of all, she sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> She's got such a great voice. Yeah. No, that was exactly. She she I think she hit the nail so concisely and and mm-hmm. clearly on the head that it is an opportunity um for the future. So, mm-hmm. I, and I agree. And considering how Asia in particular is all so many different countries um are so close in Asia that I think mm. it's not just tourism for Koreans, it could be tourism for many different countries. Uh, right in our vicinity, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And here's Mary again. Take a look at our neighbors, China and Japan. They are light years ahead mm. of Korea in the space industry. JAXA, the Japanese space agency, for example, has a continuous partnership with NASA in the U.S. Uh, JAXA astronauts mm. and NASA astronauts are constantly working together on the ISS. I mean, that's a huge partnership that maybe Korea could even be a part of one day if they develop the industry to the same level. Because there's not much going on in the news about it, 
even though I speak intermediate Korean and I would I would be able to understand, I still can't find any information about the space industry mm. in Korea. And so I sort of assume that, well, maybe it's just not their priority, you know. But whether a publicly funded government organization or a private company uses the facilities in Jeju, just hearing about a spaceport here really excites me because it shows that there is progress being made. There is an interest in the space industry. There are developments going on. And of course, if the service is needed, then companies will show up to provide the service. So the- so, so it's interesting that she's talking about Japan and NASA yeah. and stuff like that, because yeah. what um, I, my, my news org kind of specializes in space for, I don't know why, but that's what we do. <laughs> okay. And I end up covering a lot about the Artemis Accords and and what NASA is doing is signing up all these uh, countries to participate in the the safe um, <clears throat> exploration of space. Mm. And those who are part of these Artemis Accords are also trying to go and prepare to go back to the moon and then eventually Mars. Right. So that is sort of what she's talking. Well, not specifically that she's talking about going to the ISS, but this is sort mm. of the realm that she's talking about. This could open up new realms of cooperation for Korea and the world, which is a really interesting thought. Agreed. There's definitely developments going on and I hope it continues. Of course, as with anything, there will be people for it and people against it. Mm. I completely understand people who have concerns and wonder about safety, um, environmental impact, so on and so forth. But frankly, After a few years of really diving into the regulations behind the space industry, rocket development, what have you, I truly feel that people against the space industry are simply just lacking information. I truly. Now, I'm cutting her off. She's gone through all the points, everything that we want to hit on this topic. I love it. Yeah. So, do you have concerns about uh, environment? Have you heard concerns about the environment about these things? No, no, I mean, because uh, to to be completely honest with you, it's not something since moving to Jeju and Korea in general, it's far away from the States. It's far away from information. Mm. I don't keep up on it at all, except for when SpaceX a little bit. So I I don't ever, I have never thought about the environmental impact of it, to be honest Mm. with you. I attended a conference about this back at the Jeju Forum. Mm. Um, This is when I really started looking into the Jeju Peace uh, the Jeju space industry. And there was a woman there who was very upset about it. She actually okay. tried to railroad the end of the presentation just to yell and complain about the environmental impact. Okay. okay. And well. um, <clears throat> I don't think Mary discusses this in her note, but there's also a contingent of anti-American, anti-colonial, mm-hmm. uh, yes. uh, People on the island who are against it, they're the same people who are against the naval base, of course, the airport, of course, and the rocket launch. Which, um, there are concerns there because it's like this launch was a South Korean yes. defense department. But, I, do you think this makes Jeju more of a target for North Korea oh, than it was before? Gosh, uh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> But we could talk about that yeah. for hours. That could that's a, like a debate that yeah. could go back and forth. Um, you know. No, I'm, I'm with you. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, and yeah. if anything, the the one thing I'll just say about North Korea, it, it'd be one thing if it's a um, 
if there was, how do I say this, but not be, it's not stable. <laughs> to me, North Korea and the choices mm-hmm. and the decisions they make are mm-hmm. not, uh, are not done. There's not a stability behind some of this, you know, right. it's often, rea- you know, living here, it's right. part of our everyday life, you know, and I'll get messages from the States like, oh, is everybody okay over there? And I'm like, yeah, no, we're, this is just everyday life. Uh, to me, North Korea feels very reactionary versus, so is there a concern? Sure. But is it a concern? No. Does that make sense? It's there, but it's not, I'm not sitting here thinking yeah. about it by any means. You? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I I don't consider it. No, I don't see it going up any more of a like we're Jeju, like we're all the way down here. Right. We Yeah. The, we can get into like you said we can get into a bunch of this stuff later yeah. but I don't I don't think it's really necessary. And in the future maybe the, if things the get politics connected. Of it. Right, exactly. And if maybe mm-hmm. things get connected to this, you know, then yeah. maybe, but for right now it doesn't seem, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I really I feel that I'm people so... fear what they don't understand. And I mean, sorry, I didn't know that was coming. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. there's a little bit of a <laughs> uh, Internet's off. Apologies, listeners. Here comes Barry. I didn't mean to cut you off, by the way. In rocket science is not common knowledge and not very easy. So <laughs> and for some people, it may be boring and therefore they don't want to understand it because there's so much information that you kind of need to learn to understand what's going on. I feel that. People don't understand it, and they find any reason to be against it. But if people take the time to really look into what's going on and to educate themselves, I don't see how you could ever be against it. But I'll leave you with a cheesy philosophical reason for why I'm so in support of this. Um, Sci-fi classics like Star Trek tell us that space is the final frontier, right? Mm. And even though that's a bit dramatic in Hollywood, it's absolutely the truth. Humans are curious and we're always pushing the limits. And so I feel that Korea doesn't deserve to be left behind in that. I've been feeling, as a space enthusiast, I've been feeling like, wow, you know, Korea is just being so left behind. And I've lived in Korea for seven years now. So it would be amazing to see real growth in space Mm. programs and rockets here. Because obviously I'm sentimental towards this country and I want them to be included in something that I know will be extremely important in the future. (laughs) <laughs> and that was Mary. Uh, that was Mary she, Beth Gainey, Everybody, thank you so much for her, sending your your. She could your, have her own podcast. <laughs> I know. I know. She, we, She's so well spoken. She's so. All of her thoughts were so well put together. I'm quite in awe of that whole. Of that all those sound clips. We could have another space corner. In fact, with uh, that. I mean, yeah. for God's sake, she was just right on it. Yeah, that was she. She certainly made me think. Now I'm going to be thinking a lot more. Mm. Most most of the points she made were not anything that's ever crossed my mind outside mm-hmm. of just general excitement. So those were v- very interesting to listen to. Yeah, she, yeah. She's really knowledgeable at the space yeah. industry. And I like the romanticization of it. I do think that's important. You know, like, I, that's just, exactly like, imagine, I mean, I have a kid, imagine a kid, what my kid watching space right. launches and knowing what's possible right. from Jeju, which right. like we're on the Island yeah. where, uh, the gumgul, the the tangerine tree, was called the university tree because people had that because they that was the only way to send their kids to university. Mm-hmm. And now they have rockets launching right. from the right. same once tangerine farms, yeah. but to dream of potentially being a part of the those teams. It's, it's agreed. 
It's and fantastic. Have, like, and for Koreans in general, like the excitement I felt mm-hmm. way back in the day. I mean, everybody, it was a rush. It was, it, there was just electricity through the air, you know, when you were about to watch these launches. And so for Korean kids to maybe in the future get to have someone like, whoa, that's us. That's us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a whole nother thing. And I don't think and a lot of my, our generation and then the generations behind us haven't had a lot of new things per se. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of, wow, that, yeah. that's a whole other subject, but yeah. But the, things are steamrolling here on Jeju in mm. October. Um, there was the announcement that the, of a new project to build uh, like antennas as part of this space complex, right? So they're mm. going to build a bunch of um, uh, these large in Halim that will be called five antennas with an investment of 100 billion won, which is about 76 million U.S. dollars. And it'd be the Jeju Space uh, Industry Development Initiative that we mentioned last time. That's part of that. And um, and those antennas are supposed to be built in the first half of next year. And there will eventually be 12 of them. And so these antennas will all be about like, you know, like monitoring uh, the... What are they called? The orbitals, the uh, the right. spacecraft, not the spacecraft. The end. Man, tired, <laughs> we're losing huh? it. We're losing it. <laughs> but yes, uh, in space. And uh, Governor Oh uh, Yun Ho said there are high expectations from residents and domestic related companies for Jeju's promotion of the private space industry. So we'll keep looking on this. I'll keep us updated about when the new. When the next launch is, when or if it will happen, and mm-hmm. what's going on with that. And that's been another episode of Me, You, and Jeju. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to us on YouTube. And also, if you could take a moment to leave us a comment and a review on Google Podcast and Apple Podcast, that really helps to, you know, get more people to learn about uh, what we do here. Uh, So, again, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Music is by Jason Lisko. Uh, My co-host is Alexis Joy, and I'm, of course, Daryl Coote. Till next time, ciao.